everyone, and welcome back to What You Missed on GH This Week podcast. So, I did actually get to watch this week, which is really nice, because I apparently missed a lot last week. So Monday, I, I thought the slideshow was really cute, and I said Robert is a good person. And then I said Violet is so cute, and she just, whenever she's on screen, I'm really happy. She's just a really cute kid. And I was like, is Finn Chase's father? Because the way, I was act- the way he was acting, I was like, oh, I guess I figured that out last week. So I really felt like I missed a lot. And then I liked Franco explaining all of the stuff that's been happening with the voice in his head to Jason. I didn't realize what had happened last week, so I was kind of confused. I love Liz's hair, and I said, poor Franco, this is so sad. But I also thought he had a very good point when he said that he had hurt Cameron. He was like, what if that had been Jake or Aiden? And I think that they need to be really careful with Jake, considering everything that happened to him. That's never a reason I hate Helena. He was four... Well, like, he was a toddler. It's making me mad to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, I do think they, Franco has that, like, that's a good thing to have thought about. And he, I don't know, like, I know why Jason hates Franco. I understand that, but I do also partially wonder if part of it might be that Franco seems to be closer to Jake than Jason is. And then I said, oh, no. Are they going to kill Peter? And I liked... <laughs> I thought it was funny when Jordan was like, what are you two up to? And we're like, oh, nothing. She's like, you guys, I'm a police officer. I can tell something's up. And I liked that Valentina was like, I just, I've always loved her. and I'm trying to convince her to not marry Finn and marry me instead. And I was like, that is a good cover. Believable and kind of funny. And I liked the something old, borrowed, and blue. That was a very beautiful handkerchief. Beautiful embroidery. Oh, and she was talking about, like, something going really wrong at the wedding and, like, it being an explosive conclusion to the storyline. I said, Valentine wouldn't do that. And I said, that was, the something new was good advice. And I said, poor Valentine. <laughs> and then I said, is it Faison who shows up? That would be an interesting twist. I love Dante, and for that was good foreshadowing. I like Dante being like, if you hurt Maxi, I will kill you. And I was like, that's good. I liked what he said he was saying that on behalf of Lulu, because I'm like, oh yeah, Lulu would totally have been saying that. And I said, how tall is Peter? I said, Valentine is doing what's right. And he said, forgive me, forgive me, and I said, oh no, because again, I was going with, is he gonna get killed? I said, poor guy, when he got kidnapped, and I said, is it a maxi wedding without someone getting kidnapped or injured? When she married Levi, oh, that guy was awful, she got kidnapped by her fiancé at her own wedding, and then he tried to stab her with a knife made out of Aztec jewels. <sighs> poor Maxi. And I was like, Liesl... Is now the best time to, um, talk to Maxie? Like, it's her wedding day, she's already got enough doubts. I don't think it's a good idea to make her doubt what she's doing more. And I said the foreshadowing is also important. The music, while Curtis was talking about commitment, is kind of funny because it was a very minor key. And I don't know why it made me laugh. I love Mac. 
I said I missed so much last week, and where's Felicia? And then Tuesday, I said I love Lucy. That was good foreshadowing from Valentine. Lulu is going to make it. Dante talking to Lu Lucy. I broke my heart. I thought Maxie had good points. And I said, do not go this direction with Dante and Sam. No. 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 He belongs with Lulu. And yes, I know she's in a coma, but she went into a coma trying to tell him that she loved him. Oh, they belong together. It was really nice of Maxie to send the Matron of Honor bouquet. That was really sweet. I love Dante. I loved him talking on, like, having Laura put it on speaker so he could talk to her. That was nice. And then when he heard the pounding on the door, I was like, will he do the right thing? And I was glad he did. But he was talking to Britt, and he was like, have you stolen any babies lately, or is that a one-off thing? And I was like, oh, ouch. But I do not blame them at all for holding on to that. That's such a serious thing. It's such a hurtful thing. And I loved, Robert said something like, this is going to be really, like, wild or something. And Jackie was like, but Cat and I are trying to freeze the world was crazy. This is not going to be crazy. And again, I love Lucy. She can be hyper, but she's really sweet. I loved Liesl bursting in and Violet being like, uh-oh, that was so cute. Oh, that was so cute. And I like the uh, chemistry between Robert and Jackie. That was good. They have good chemistry. And I said, poor Robert. And then I said, I love Mac. And I said, poor Sam. Must be so stressful trying to find the bride and then the bride showing up and then the groom going missing. Like, that has to be stressful. And then I said, I wish Lulu were still here. And there was a good conversation between Sam and Maxie or Sam and Dante. There was a good conversation between Sam and somebody else. I love Maxie. And <laughs> I thought it was funny when Finn was like, oh, yeah, um, like, Peter's not here, and Maxie was like, oh, is anybody happy about that? And she's like, well, he's like, well, Robert, and then there's, and he started to try and list other people, and Anna just cutting him off, that was, <laughs> that was really funny. I loved the speech from Finn about how much he loved Anna and how he'd rather get married to her now and have to wait and then I said she's Anna's goddaughter I, I don't know how I didn't realize that Maxie was Anna's goddaughter and then oh my goodness Anna talking about how you know like all your mistakes lead to a happy ending or something like like sometimes mistakes can lead to a happy ending and <laughs> there's something really weird about the way it was worded and she was like they all led me to this one while talking about mistakes it's not like she was saying that marrying him was a mistake and I said again, Violet is so cute. I liked the slideshow with pictures of the actors as kids. That was cute. And I said, is it Alex who took Peter? And I said, thank you for the flashbacks to um, Valentine and Anna talking. And Valentine saying, my people will take care of it. I just think it's funny that he has people. Like, when I think of people on that show who would have people, I think of his brothers. Well, I think more of Stavros than Stefan. It's just funny to me that he has people. I liked Valentine. I loved Valentine being distracted when he saw her in her wedding dress. That was nice. Ver that very dramatic music. And I said, Peter's evil, but that was some really nice stuff that he said to Maxie. Wednesday, 
that was a really sad opening. Michael had a good point. And I was like, why does Carly get a say in the parenting decisions of Michael? I didn't like her being like, when he asks, we can tell him what we know about his mother. And I'm like, but you're not his mom and you don't get to make these choices. And I was like, Carly, that is on Michael, not you. Stop trying to make him like that. I love the shock on Carly's face. I love that despite everything that Nina did to Ava and everything that Ava did to Nina, I like her fair friends. I'm still sad for Nina. It's not all on her. And I thought Ava trying to comfort her was pretty good. I did like Ava telling her, you know, maybe Carly is right just this one time. I thought it was funny that Ava was like, you know, even if you don't mean it, just apologize. It'll make things better. Even if you don't mean it. And I'm like, but if you don't mean it, is that really going to make things better? I don't know. That that just doesn't seem like good advice. And Ava seems so sad about what's going on with Nina. And I said, don't ambush the poor woman because I thought Michael was going to call Nina and then she was going to get there and it would turn out that Nina, like, wasn't actually going to be there to play with Wiley but, like, to talk to Carly or something. And I was like, oh, don't ambush her. So I'm glad that they didn't. I said, good idea, Nina. And I said, it is concerning, though, that she seems so uncomfortable and upset about Willow being his mother. And I was like, oh, that's where Felicia is. I'm glad that they at least have a good reason for Felicia not to be there. Am I sad Felicia's not there? Yes. But do I understand that some people probably aren't comfortable coming back to COVID right now? Yes. And then Curtis said some pretty harsh truths to Jordan. And Lucy always has to butt in with something. Some type of advice. I like to being like, you know, I've had a lot of relationships in my life, but I've kind of failed, so I'm probably not the best person to be giving this advice. But she gave it like she gave good advice. And I said, Lucy is beautiful. And then I said <laughs> about all the stuff of Obrecht. I said, so dramatic. And then I said, what is a wedding on a soap without drama? I liked my you're now at the altar podium. And I said, don't put pressure on Peter. It could end very poorly, even though he says he would never hurt Maxie. If he feels pressure, this could end up being the second wedding that she's kidnapped from. And the look that he had when they played the video, I've never seen someone smile while sobbing. But, I mean, I guess it's possible. That was interesting. Poor guy. Like, as evil as he is, I do feel bad for him. Because he was holding on to this hope. Like, hoping against all hope that he was Anna's son. I'm in to find out that he's not the good twin son, but the evil twin son, along with his evil father, just, like, crushed him, you know? I mean, I didn't like Obrecht smiling. That was just cruel. Now, like, is now what makes Finn decide to try to find out if Chase is his son? I feel like the lie is kind of justified, though, because Anna and Valentine knew how much it would hurt him. I guess they kind of would rather him have lived a lie than to know the truth. I did think it was kind of funny that Valentine and Anna were whispering like five feet from Maxie. And I said, villains trying not cry. It's so interesting. I said, how does he have the same expression as Stavros when he tries not to cry? The one time that we saw Stavros trying not to cry when Laura was like, if you've ever loved me the way that you said you did, please tell me where my daughter is. And he looks like he's about to cry. So the look that he had and then the look that Peter had on Wednesday, it looked very similar. <laughs> I liked Robert 
trying to say something and Mac being like, would you like me to list all of the skeletons in your closet? And I said, I'm concerned Dante will do something not smart. And then Thursday, I said Jackie's uncomfortable look when she and Chase were talking about how, like, how could parents, like, how could you know something and not tell them if they're not actually this person's kid means that he might actually be Finn's son. Overall, I thought that was a good scene. I said, Anna's dress is beautiful, with powerful acting, and I hope the, uh, I hope that, like, okay, Finn is a very honest man, and I kind of hope that for this one time, he won't actually be so honest, and that he will just, you know, not report that he knows who kidnapped Peter, because I don't want Valentine to go to jail, because who would Charlotte have other than Laura? And I mean, admittedly, she does need, like, that good influence in her life, but she loves her dad, and I really don't like that idea, the idea of him going to jail. Valentine is having a bit of payback when he's like, Maxie, I can't let you get married without telling you the truth about this person, but he's also being good. And I said, they are turning him into Stefan, and I love it. I'm like, that has to be so hard to betray Peter's trust, though. I like that he was like, I'm not condemning Peter, Peter has condemned Peter. I completely forgot what Jason had to do with the whole, with all of that. I did not like Peter being like, he's lying. You have no reason to trust him. Come on, poor Maxie being so torn. And how quickly Peter turned on Valentine. That was quite sad. I'm happy so far that Peter hasn't gone over the edge. And then when he was talking about how Helena is the one who told him to kidnap Drew and Jason for a memory experiment, I was like, so, my my theory about Stefan not actually being Stefan could be true? Maybe? Stefan could have had a secret twin. I don't know. Um, I liked Dante holding Sam back and being like, it's not worth it. And I liked Peter being like, come on, Maxie, we can l let's leave and we can talk. And Mac was like, you aren't taking her anywhere. Because he knows where this can go. Poor Maxie. She doesn't want to deny her feelings. I also didn't li I like- I just didn't like Peter being like, You know Valentine's a liar. He's never told anything truthful in his life. And like, she was looking at Valentine like she was starting to believe me. Like, look at me! And I'm like, oh no, Peter. Don't go this direction. Poor Maxie. The heartbreak on her face as Anna told her that it was true. I liked Obrick being like, yeah, and then blah, 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 and Valentine being like, come on, let's leave now. I like that he got her out of that situation so she would stop insulting Anna. And I liked him thanking her. And then when all that stuff was happening with Maxie, I said, oh no, is she going into labor at the wedding? And I said, she's like her mom. Because <laughs> Felicia went into labor in some weird places. Like, when she had Maxie, it was Halloween. She was supposed to be on bed rest, and instead she decided to go go out dressed as a clown, and then she got locked out of the house. <laughs> and then she went into labor on the front stoop. And then, this, with Georgie, she had Georgie under a table in Luke's club. I don't know. It's like, weird timing. And I said, Carly has a bad attitude, and she needs to, like, calm down. I like Jack's trying to tell her that. And like, what is the harm in Wiley believing for right now that Nell was a good person? I don't see the harm in that, really. 
And I said, it's none of your business, Carly. And I said, Jax is speaking reason into this whole situation. And her uh, disappointment in hearing that it was going so well with Ina was kind of sad. And I said, at least she's coming around. And that didn't last for long. Nina seems grateful, she does seem uncomfortable, and I thought it was wrong of her to tell him that she wasn't his mommy's mom. I don't know, that just doesn't seem like an appropriate thing to tell a two-year-old. And I didn't, I thought it was sad, but he told Willow that she wasn't his real mom. Poor Franco. And I guess he, I mean, he's doing the right thing, thinking about the kids, especially Jake, like I said earlier. I said, poor Cameron, how many father figures has he lost? He's lost his dad. Lucky left. Jason. Well, was Jason ever really like a father figure to him? I don't know. But like, that is sad. And I thought it was um, very thoughtful of Cameron to give him that phone with a message. And I said, this is sad about him not being able to stay with his dad. That's powerful. And I said, I've always loved Liz. And apparently that's an unpopular opinion, but I've always loved her. And when he, <laughs> when he turned on his video as Drew, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot he uh, had a weird southern accent during that time. I mean, Friday, that was a lot. I said, poor Willow, that is so hurtful. And I said, Nina shouldn't have had that conversation with Wiley because Wiley is too little to really understand. I guess he, I guess it was a good idea, but she should at least wait. And then Michael and Willow going to put Wiley to bed. And Carly closing those doors and just letting her have it. Man, Carly being like, I doubt we'll be sharing him in the near future. That was kind of sad. But Nina also had a good point with you can't erase Nell. That is true. You cannot erase his mother from his life completely. He does care about Willow, which is good. Willow is so sweet, and after all that's happened to her, this is so sad. And I said, Chase is so good to her. I like both men with her. It's really confusing. Then I'll talk about Maxie and Peter in a second. Uh, I like Chase and Violet. That was so cute. And like I like that Gregory came over and to help with her. That was really cute. Poor Gregory when he saw Finn and Jackie talking and Jackie trying to get Finn to stay. But Finn just felt kind of uncomfortable to me when he was putting it together what had happened. He had a very good reaction. He like literally looked taken aback. I said, Sam and Dante are good friends. Good friends. Please don't change that. Robert and Anna are good. They're so good together. And they've been good together since they were on in the 80s. They have really good chemistry. And I said, poor Anna, realizing that Peter is not a good person. And I said, Robert knows Anna so well. And I was like, is it a possibility, Jackie? that Chase could be. Like, I've never questioned the paternity because I knew that if it turned out that he was your son that you'd have to tell Gregory and I didn't want to do that. So it made it sound like there is at least a possibility. I said, but it is technically WSB business, Ben. And him being like, Anna knew that we would never get married. I'm like, did she know that you would never get married? I don't know if she knew that. And I said, Jackie, don't try to seduce him. I don't know if that was what her plan was, but I just didn't like her being like, no, you have to stay. And now for all the all the big stuff that happened. I love Maxie, and that has to be so confusing and scary. Especially with the man that you just found out killed several people who you've been in love with screaming at you and being like, I have to go with you. I want to be there when my baby's born. I liked Robert trying to hold Peter back. And poor Maxie, as terrible as Peter is, I can't help feeling a little bit sorry for him. You know, especially when he's like, I'm, I am that baby's father. 
babies need for fathers. I like Robert's retort. Like you needed Faison, which is awful and not a good- Because like now you're reinforcing that his parents are both evil. So now he's going to act on it, I guess. I don't know. That was not good. And then Peter being like, you have no evidence. If there was evidence, Mac would have told you to arrest me. Are you going to arrest me? Which he asked Robert. And I'm like, Robert doesn't have arresting authority. He's the DA. Unless he was temporarily deputized by Mac, or he had arresting authority in a WSB, but he's not in the WSB anymore, so he doesn't have that kind of authority. But, like, I'm overthinking this, but I'm like, he can't arrest you because he's not a police officer. I liked Britt explaining stuff and being like, Dr. Navarro agrees, it's probably stress. And Max is being like, you think? Poor Peter, he's just, like, gone and very obsessed with Maxie. And I'm concerned for her safety. I said, he is his father's son. And I said, wow. Mac apologizing about punching him. Like, this is the same man who almost killed Patrick when Lisa Niles kidnapped Robin and he thought that Patrick had something to do with it. Both scenes are intense. And I said, Peter, shooting someone will only prove that you haven't changed. I don't know who he was going to go kill. Was he going to try and kill Valentine or Anna or Mac? I would hope it wouldn't be Mac, but it- Ooh, I hope that wasn't his plan to, like, shoot the person that- one of the people that Maxie loves most in order to make her feel like she only has him to depend on. Ooh. He creeps me out, and, you know, the trying not to cry look is not the only thing that makes me think of Stavros whenever I'm watching him. The obsessiveness said poor Maxie's feeling very betrayed about this, and the fact of the phone- pinged while he was going down the stairs and Franco like you gave Franco the perfect opportunity and speaking of Franco when he was watching the video his Drew voice is so weird like he kind of has a southern accent kind of but like it fades in and out I understand why he has a southern accent if he grew up in New York I mean I know it was an acting choice so you could differentiate between Franco and Drew same actor playing him but still Kind of strange. That video was kind of powerful, especially the whole you are loved. That's something he probably had to hear. Poor Sam must be concerned about the kind of erratic behavior from Franco. I said, Franco, why did you do that? I didn't watch live and I caught the last five minutes and I was like, oh no. I was like, Franco, why did you kill Peter? But it makes sense now. And I said, I don't think anyone is going to try and prosecute Franco, honestly. But the video as Drew was like, you have no choice but to love this family. And it just kept saying, you have no choice. You have no choice. You have no choice. I was like, did he say you have no, did Drew say you have no choice multiple times? Or did Franco remember Peter saying you have no choice and was just hearing it as Drew? It was very confusing. Well, it was like the worst, like most nightmare inducing flashback. <laughs> it was so creepy. And I'm like, why are you filming from the person's POV? The only time it worked, in my opinion, was when Julian saw Duke and the ghosts of his past before he died. It just creeps me out, you know? Like, it creeped me out when they did, when Kiki died and they filmed her opening, like, the door opening from Kiki's point of view. Creeped me out. When Lulu was forced to marry Stavros. And it was from her point of view a couple of times. That was creepy. Today was really creepy, too. Like, first of all, 
how did Drew get overpowered by Peter? Because Drew was a Navy SEAL. Unless, like, Peter drugged him or something or, like, snuck up on him from behind or something. It was very weird. But, like, and I was like, the poor man's already drugged. You do not need to start cussing at him, calling him rude things. And him being like, you poor thing. You never had a choice because we never gave you one. And him being like, but don't worry. Helena assures me that you're in good hands. And I'm like, you're taking her word for it? Ugh. So creepy. And, like, the POV and, like, him getting, like, so close to the camera. That is so creepy. And, you know, I mean... They definitely made him a bit of a questionable person. So my question of the week this week is kind of funny, which is why did they name Frisco after his father and not Tony? Because Tony was the firstborn, and you would think that they would name Tony after his dad, so he would be like Andrew Jones II, and why would they name him Tony and, I mean, Anthony, and then they named Frisco Andrew, and where did the name Frisco even come from? It's very confusing. Oh, they messed Tony up too much. I'm mad if they messed up that character so much. Okay, everybody. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next week, and I'll hopefully have more to talk about. Bye.